0: Jump back, jiggle a hip and wiggle a bit and get ready. Cause this is about to get heavy. I just settled on my lawsuits. You give know it now this looks like a job for me. So everybody, just follow me. Cause we need a little controversy. Cause it feels so
1: Hello. Yo, what's going on, Russ? You actually sound really good right now. We're rolling live, and I'm all hooked up in my car and doing a podcast literally for my car right now. I have the mic basically mounted into the steering wheel, not literally like fixated onto it, but we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it work. How are you doing? I'm sorry I called a little early. all good man it's all good man. so first things first I'm gonna run through a couple of promotional things so for anyone that gives a damn and is listening to this show please do this because it helps and if you do like the show I would greatly appreciate your support so literally just scroll down to the bottom of Apple podcasts click into the star rating and leave a comment And if you leave a comment I will give you a personal shout-out on the show for sure. Also, you should yeah. give people free belts. I should give people free belts. <laughs> You're freaking hilarious. I was just about to bring up the belts. And to that point, the belts can be made any way that you really want to. You can like hit me up, call me, go to my website, mainlybelts.com, and submit an inquiry there. I'd be really excited if you did that because no one has actually done it that way, yet, everyone's contacting me through social media, which I, I guess makes sense because that's kind of how everyone communicates now anyways. But if you put it through an email, I literally have something to work with. and It just makes the process that much easier. So go there. You can also hit me up with questions or things that you'd like to hear on the show through my Instagram. That's at Feeneys underscore world, F-E-E-N-E-Y-S underscore W-O-R-L-D. And I would I would drop Russ's tag here, but he's never on Instagram. Are you?
2: Mm, no much anymore. All the shameless plugs.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, well, if you do want to shoot Russ a DM, and if you do want to train with a good weightlifting coach, get at Russ. That's at Russ, R-U-S-S, underscore 1337. I have it memorized because I've looked it up so many damn times. <laughs> <laughs> LMAO, all right. Uh, I think that's just about everything I've got for a plug-in here. Oh, one more thing. So, more shameless plugs. Yeah, one more shameless plug, and that's gonna be uh, March eighth. Russ and I are doing another weightlifting seminar. This is gonna be. This one's gonna be focused on jerks. I know I haven't talked to you about that yet, but I was kind of working out the details um, with Danny Morris over um, at Vitality Training Center in Norway, Maine, and that's gonna be on March eighth at nine a.m. So. You guys but I'm
2: not good at jerks. You're not good at jerks. How are we gonna teach jerks if we're not good at them?
1: What do you mean I'm not good at jerks? I jerk everything I can jerk what I can clean. I'm not that good at cleans though. <laughs> <laughs> but who gives a shit? Whatever. So But I'm not good at
2: jerks so I can't I can't teach it. I'm not you're out. good
1: at jerks, bro. You can basically jerk what you can clean.
2: Or back squat
1: or back squat, whatever. Dude, everyone's different. Weightlifting is a very unique sport.
2: That's all right. My shitty humor is getting in the way of what you're actually trying to...
1: Yeah, so anyways, there's a weightlifting seminar March 8th, 9 o'clock. Come or don't. That's okay. Whatever. Uh, I don't really know exactly what the pricing details are going to be in terms of signing up for that seminar, but you can get and ask about it through uh, Denny Morris. She's there at the Vitality Training Center. And her husband as well. So, Russ and I will finally dig into this. So, sadly, Ryan Martin couldn't do today. But he. I think we're going to try and work something out for Wednesday at 8.30. I don't know if that's going to work for you, man. But hopefully we can all get on and do a call together at 8 o'clock at night. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or 8.30. Anyhow. So, we'll finally dive into the big topics for today. So someone had kind of, like, tagged me in a post, and it was through Misfit um, mm-hmm. Athletics, which is a CrossFit gym, kind of down – it's in South Portland or Portland. I'm not very good at locations. But how are we How are we going to go about getting a weightlifting meet done here in Maine? You know, I mean, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but what what do we need in order to make that happen? So we need – Logistically, said, I you mean,
2: you're going to need – three uh, qualified referees. Yep. And you're going to need a space where the warm-up area doesn't interfere with the lifting platform like that people are actually taking real attempts on. And you're obviously going to need plates and bumpers, depending on how many people? Yeah. Uh, participate, and that's about it. Space people.
1: We need colored bumpers, don't we? You need that you know. too. What? You don't need colored bumpers for an official USAW sanctioned meet.
0: Mmm. Do they have to be in kilos? I thought, good, that's,
1: that's, I thought that's. I don't know they if have they to have, be have in to kilos. be. Caught, I
2: mean, realistically, I have no idea.
1: That'd be the most thing. ratchet-ass weightlifting meet ever. Imagine people <clears throat> showing up, but we're just using fucking pounds in, for plates. Uh,
2: I'm assuming they have to be in kilograms, but I don't think they need to be colored. That's a good question. I have no clue.
1: I'll have to look it up in the official rubric. I'm going to start making some phone calls for that. And if you are listening to this, you are a judge, for whatever reason, get at me. We're going to make this happen. I'm going we to
2: need We need Nick Hartley. Nick Hartley knows all the rules.
1: Well, Nick's gone.
2: No, he can still be called up.
1: Oh, true. Actually, yeah. Yeah, no i I'll mean, have to hit him up.
2: If it wasn't for Nick, I would know
1: no weightlifting rules. Yes. This is a fact. This is this is a good Nick good Nick thing. Anywho. Nick's the
2: only reason why I know anything.
1: Yeah, when it comes to rules. So first sanction weightlifting, weightlifting meet, you know what I think would be really cool? You know, you go to all these other weightlifting meets and there's no music. That's fine. No. I I think it'd be really cool if we had music. I bet you a lot of people would like it if there was music. Or if people just had that option, I think it'd be really dope if they had that.
2: Like you pick your music ahead of time? Like, like what you pick you want. your music ahead of time or we
1: just have music bumping?
2: I mean, there's usually music played in between attempts.
1: Is that Do they do that that way at like national meets too? No, absolutely not.
2: But, you know what?
1: I thought they do. They kind of do.
2: You know, I think there is music playing between attempts. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. But you know the, the shitty part about <clears throat> whether it be the American Open Series or even senior nationals. I, I mean, even at university nationals. So there's usually several platforms going on within a very like small vicinity. And I think that I don't really have a solution for what can make it better, like from the, a venue perspective, like obviously you need to get so many people in different weight classes through, but I feel like it's disrespectful for the lifters.
1: Yeah, because you got all those banging of... around going going on around I No, Jeez, I mean, I mean real,
2: realistically it's disrespectful for the lifters that put in a lot of time and effort to get to that point where there's two other people and different, essentially different seating, different audiences for each one of those platforms and different announce, you know, like different weight announcements, changes, blah, blah, blah happening at the exact same time. Yeah, and I, they even had
1: it at nationals. Like we had two, they had two platforms.
2: That's why I just said that senior That's why I, that's I senior nationals.
1: It's like, this yeah, is the well, cream of the crop you know not really well I basically mean, united states
2: nationals are still like lower level lifting than other countries pre- p- uh preliminaries but but th- it's the like fact the highest level, level get to you get here you pay you pay a good chunk of money to i mean roughly if you're gonna compete at whatever american open finals or senior nationals it's easily a fifteen hundred dollar trip easily
1: Bro, you're telling me.
2: hotel tickets. When we went
1: and did it all, I don't even know what it was. Stop cutting me off. Okay.
2: (laughs) Fucking podcast host, stop cutting me off. By the time it's all said and done, it's a $1,500 trip. And when you have your 30 seconds of glory, whatever it is, on the platform, (laughs) (laughs) I just think it sucks with you can hear other people's weight changes happening in the background. It's just like... All right, but I don't necessarily. But I don't. I can't really bitch a whole lot because I don't have like this ideal solution to, uh, for a venue to take care of that. Realistically, right. I think the best experience I've had was at the American Open Finals in Orlando. The I can't remember what what the name of the venue was, but it was freaking huge, and the platforms were spaced apart pretty well. I mean, I think they were like they were 50, 75 feet apart, so it wasn't like so bad, but senior nationals in Memphis, Tennessee, the platforms, I don't know, were maybe 25, 35 feet apart, and you could hear people's weight changes in the background. It's like, what the fuck is this? It's so annoying. Whatever. That's my own gripe with competing
1: and was it throwing off was it kind of deterring your focus like when we went to our last nationals meet in tennessee no was it
2: throwing off my focus no but i just think it's shitty in general like Mm. someone can walk in front of me and i'm lifting i don't really care because like (laughs) you should know how it feels you know right but i just think it's like i don't know this is like it's in between annoying and disrespectful Mm -hmm. i don't really know a good word to describe
1: it you know i think i'd be cool it'd be cool you know nationals i mean how many people are literally at that meet do you think it could be done just to have one platform for the entire event everyone just lifted on one platform for nationals do you think they're because it's pretty exclusive at that point
2: I mean, realistically, the Nationals qualifying total isn't super high and there's still hundreds of lifters um, instead of like a long weekend. You mean like have it be a week long instead? Yeah, I mean, it could be done if you were to um, do it over a longer duration of time. But as is how they have it, three platforms, you know, whatever, red, blue, white platform and the female weight classes and then the male, you know, light to heavyweight classes. Um, I don't know. It it still take it's it took three days. At a national level, with three platforms going, from fucking six a.m. till six p.m. at night.
1: Wow. Did it really you take that there. long? Yeah, I know I was there, but I can't believe it was really that long. Yeah. I kind of liked where the training room was at. I feel like the training rooms are really cool. No,
2: usually the training the training halls the training rooms they're fantastic i there's nothing really bad that could be said about them
1: that's I mean. really fun even f- even for me to just be there and kind of like hoboing off your platform i guess you would call it just hoboing it. you weren't even fucking there no. you decided the breath was bad and you left wait which which was wait what did i do
2: we were uh senior nationals, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh my god. We yeah, 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 yeah. No,
1: I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you left because uh, your breath is bad. Yes. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the training hall. Like just being able to like, go in the training hall and um actually being able to like train in that. Yeah. It's, the really cool. it's, not really it's not super crowded. I mean I guess
2: depending on when you go, but yeah, it's pretty
1: sweet. It's fun, it's litty lit. What does litty it mean? I don't know. It's my own words. I bet you I'm not the first person who have said it, though, either. I just want to know what it means. Liddy lit just means it's a party. It's a weightlifting party. Wow. I guess. Wait,
2: wouldn't it be funny if it weren't
1: witty-lit? Weightlift never mind. Witty-lit? Witty-lit. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds, uh, I don't know. People will probably look at you and be like, what the hell? But I guess if you explain it to them, that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense when you explain it to me.
2: Litty lit that doesn't that makes more sense you know
1: yep anywho so yeah so i guess when it comes to a weightlifting venue you know i feel like misfit have you ever trained at crossfit misfit uh, before they moved yeah
2: sure absolutely
1: oh you trained at? there was an old one they've moved around a couple times i didn't know that
2: yep well they had an original location and then they knocked down the walls to that location to make it bigger and then they moved since then. I moved I was I trained there for a month, month and a half before they moved locations.
1: How long ago was this? Geez, <clears throat> two thousand fourteen
2: or fifteen, two thousand fifteen,
1: somewhere in there. God, you know it's been a long time when you realize that two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen was Five years Five ago. Years ago. <laughs> dude, I. that's when I graduated high school. I was a freshman in college. I was looking at some old freshmen in college pics, dude, and, man, I looked so young. I kind of wish I was that young again, man. I'm going on 25 years old. Wow, well, you're so old. Yeah, no, I'm not really, dude, but I'm a quarter of a century. Think about that. I, I guess. I'm 25 years old, and I haven't really done shit. You know what's kind of weird It's like growing up, you really spend your youth not really being very productive. If you think about it. No kidding. What? No kidding. Like, think about it. You can't do shit, really, until you're 18. You can't even invest until you're 18. Did you know that? You literally cannot invest until you're 18 years old. Well, yeah, but you can still create on life. Yes, you can, but how many kids are actually have that sort of intrinsic motivation (laughs) to do stuff like that? I wish I did. I didn't. I didn't really start feeling motivated until after I graduated college and realized you know this is really up to me and everything I want to do and everything I want to create it's literally up to me yes but I feel like I didn't realize that that's because I mean it wasn't until my mom cut off financial support for me that it was like okay Walter you're basically sink or swimming now and I'm like well I gotta swim because I got student loan debt, which is bullshit. No, I,
2: I gotta to go to 10 different gyms and get kicked out. Hold
1: on. Dude, I've I Should I talk about that?
2: Uh, let's what, go on with your questions.
1: What? Let's keep going with my let's questions. Go. Okay. Go cool with your questions. Okay. So, yeah, just kind of further on like a weightlifting venue. I feel like Misfit would really just be a That wouldn't be a bad venue. I mean, I walked into the space the other day when I was actually dropping off dropping off <laughs> A weightlifting belt for Michael, and the place looks awesome. I feel like that could be a good spot for a weightlifting venue. I just got to – literally, dude, it's just connecting the dots, calling some people and getting everyone on the same page. I'm going to do it. Yes, they
2: want to do it, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I just got to get my real estate license online that I've been studying for, so that eats up some of my time. But I'm going to put the pedal to the metal and make it happen, or try to make it happen anyways. Let's do it. So – but first things first but so yeah, that would be a good space and yeah for for a weightlifting venue but i don't know if they have any colored plates or, or kilogram plates and i mean that's another well rule you got to, to ask that
2: into. you got to i mean i got kilo plates obviously for a competition oh yeah
1: I'm, you uh, do have that but, but i don't
2: know if they need to be colored or a specific uh, i think they
1: do have to be colored i feel like i saw somewhere in rules that they have to be colored for whatever reason. I think it's just kind of like a standard... <laughs> Let's put tape on <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. We'll spray paint them all the the right colors. Literally, we could tape them. Back when Brandon and I used to live, or live and work out in the garage in Oxford, we had these bumpers, or he had bought all, all those bumpers that he had and that he, I mean, he sold to you. We taped those several different colors and they stayed that way for a while and then eventually we just got sick of it and we took them off but it was kind of fun because we just looked at it it's like these are kilogram bumpers
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was just kind of exciting so
2: we go from freedom units to kilogram math oh my gosh oh boy now now we do math and fucking color for the
1: listeners what is a kilogram anyways do you even know what a unit, kilogram is in pounds?
2: Yep. Yeah, it's a unit of measurement, and one kilogram is 2.2 pounds. I'm sure there's
1: Hoosha. eight
2: eight numbers off of that, but, I mean, yeah, kilogram is a unit of measurement for weight.
1: I'm going to take a little self-pity here on myself. I always feel when I do, like, a little Instagram or story post, if I write kilograms versus pounds, I feel like people are like, most people are probably watching it, scratching their heads, and I feel like if they see the number 143, they're thinking, oh, it's 143 pounds. It's like, no, it's 143 kilos.
2: <clears throat> I feel I like I mean, yeah, like, if you're outside the sport of weightlifting or involved in strength sports, why the fuck would you care or no?
1: True. Exactly. Well, most people don't really give a shit about weightlifting anyways. It's like when
2: you, it's like doing math and metric exactly Uh, if you're not (laughs) it's like okay
1: exactly it's
2: not really our standard
1: right what was the last what was the last weightlifting meet in maine sanctioned yes
2: uh team risto at risto
1: sports
2: uh 2016 2017
1: weightlifting history Rest in peace. I still got their wrist wraps, actually. Nice. And they fit me really well. I love them. I don't know if anyone makes those types of wrist wraps anymore. They're almost like belts, except for wrists, which I think is really cool.
2: Yeah, they're definitely unique. They're very old. I mean, I've uh, I duplicated an old style wrist strap. I mean, if you watch videos of weightlifting in the late 70s and 80s, you can see those wrist straps used.
1: Really? So they were, they were more popular back then? Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool. I saw that, I mean, there are some really good weightlifters that still use them now. I'm I'm pretty sure I saw a video the other day of West Kits wearing them. Yeah, I'm sure you can still find them. I just don't know who sells them. I'm going to start making my own along with the belts. Good idea. Frick it. I mean, Good I bet you with a sheet of leather, I could probably pump out maybe seven or ten of those bad boys. And they're nice. Like, we can make them nice. Like, the ones that I have are camo, camo leathered. <clears throat> but I bet you I could, I could pump out a bunch of those on just an entire sheet of leather. It would be sick.
2: Yeah, I can't say I've ever... I, I use wrist straps for benching, but I've never really. Yeah,
1: when do you use wrist straps? I see you sometimes put them on one hand, and that's just because it's bothering you. I don't. Right. I feel like I couldn't do that. Just putting one wrist strap on one hand, just because one is bothering me more than the other. When that kind of like almost, like, disproportionately give you more support in one than the other, but I guess it kind of makes it makes up for it, <laughs> you know. Bro, do you see where I'm getting at? If I'm wearing wrist straps, I'm not I mean, gonna wear it on one hand. I
2: personal does it bother you preference, but I mean realistically. But like,
1: like I see people yeah, are wearing you one.
2: Artificially supporting your wrist. Yes.
1: I see people does wearing. Does it feel
2: uneven? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I'll do wrist straps with heavy, max effort jerks, and when I bench press, and I haven't really bench pressed a whole lot recently, so.
1: Bench press is the bomb. I'm bench pressing twice a week right now. I won't even go down that road. But when it comes to wrist support, knee support, any type of support, back support, mm-hmm. freaking everything support, mm-hmm. it has to be on both. Like, if I have two hands... You I got mean, two backs, you need two, two belts. Exactly. Got two backs, you need two belts. If I got two wrists, you know, I'm wearing... Yep. Two wrist straps. I just don't, I don't, I, it'd feel weird if I was wearing like one knee sleeve. I don't think anyone really does that. <laughs> Rich Froning used to. I remember watching a bunch of old Really? <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Inside out rebands, yo. That's styling. I remember. um Yeah, I guess it's like a preference comfortable thing, really.
1: I guess so. Let's think talk
2: it. about support in gear. Let's talk about gear as support and training and purposes. Yeah, and when when
1: should you wear it? Or why um, should yeah. you wear it? Is there really a reason to have it? It's obviously it's all That's correct. it's all preference. It's all preference. Um, I, know, I know. I
2: mean at a at a certain point, like if you're like let's say you like um your bench squat deadlifting or you're participating in the sport. Sorry, let's let's this is a uh unique topic because there's always a lot of viewpoints and opinions right so let's say you're a dude that has a family nine to five job and you need to show up to your job to support your family you want to wear a belt for extra support and safety
1: like furniture movers (laughs) whoever
2: i mean like realistically okay so we're going to take this back even further. (laughs) Everyone, I'm going to say this loud. Everyone needs to learn how to brace and move or breathe correctly and move. That should be a, every coach needs to teach that to the point where it is understood. Okay. There's a bunch of great breathing exercises, a bunch of great actual movement prep exercises to teach how to brace and move. Okay. That should be understood by coach and athlete. You know, taking a big breath in your lungs and, you know, hoping for the best isn't what I'm talking about. It's like actually how to breathe through the diaphragm, how to brace correctly and move. Okay. That needs to be understood. So, moving on past that, if you're someone that has a job and needs to support your family or whatever, and you want to wear supportive equipment so you're being extra cautious, fan fucking tastic. I support that 100%. If you're still in that same boat, and, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. People in training, and it doesn't matter if you're participating in the sport or not, needs to have like this long-term viewpoint. And going heavy, and going heavy more than a few times a year is fruitless. And I say that because it's not necessary. And you're going to get stronger over the course of months and years versus day to day, week to week and doing anything over 90% is not really worth it in a sense of safety, in a sense of, uh, it's just being unnecessary unless you're actually involved in the sport. If you're involved in weightlifting, you need to do some sort of 90% work because the closer you get to maximum effort, the closer you're getting to practicing the sport itself. Same thing with powerlifting. You need to take 90% squats, 90% benches, 90% deadlifts because you're getting technical practice of the sport. Going heavy is a technical skill, okay? And... If you're not actually participating in a sport like powerlifting or weightlifting and you're going heavy it's fucking stupid and you don't need to do it because it's not going to get you um is it going to get you sorry let me i'm just thinking aloud are you going to get stronger from doing 90 percent AMRAPs wraps and, and, and singles and stuff like that of course over a long period of time but you don't need to be doing it very frequently it's pointless to be doing it more than a few times a year, okay? So if you are participating in the sport, let's get back to the conversation. If you're participating in weightlifting or powerlifting and you want to use um, gear assistance to make heavy lifting
1: feel better
2: yeah. or easier, you know, like... You front squat 90% with and without a belt, it's pretty evident what the fucking belt does, okay? Right. If you want to do that just to make the lift easier or if you want to do it for safety and you're participating in the sport, absolutely. Right. If you're not participating in a strength sport and...
1: You shouldn't even, really shouldn't
2: even be yeah, bothering I mean, you with really it. really do you really don't... Yeah, whatever, you don't really need it. I mean,
1: figure out how to train exactly like but. i i wear it the reason i personally wear equipment when i'm training is mostly for comfort like for example if i'm doing snatches or anything like that or squats i will wrap my knees on a regular basis but i'm also frequently squatting at a relatively high intensity on a regular basis so that's a lot of abuse or accumulated, you know, wear and tear that my body's mm-hmm. accumulating. So if I can wear stuff that's going to mitigate that, yes, it's going to help the me. Other,
2: that's correct. And that's, that's, um, that's why I'm a huge fan of, I mean, if someone's going to invest in uh, some gym equipment, I'd say knee, some sort of knee warming, knee support. Yeah, knee
1: warming. That's a that's a good point to make too because the, the knee wraps aren't just there to kind of, you know, wrap the knees, but it also keeps the knees warm too because it's covered and it's trapping the heat in there. I know weightlifters that will not only just buy knee sleeves, but they'll get like maybe an ace bandage,
2: mm-hmm. not
1: even really something that's super, you know, rough or rugged, but they'll wrap. Their knees in ace bandage, and then they'll put the knee sleeve over it. And I ask them why they're doing it. They're telling me, "Oh, it keeps it extra toasty. It traps more heat." And I'm like, "Oh, didn't think about it that way."
2: But right, and it also helps you bounce out of the hole with fifty extra fucking pounds. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, definitely,
1: <laughs> for sure.
2: But yeah, I mean,
1: but you can uh, do that in a weightlifting yeah, if, meet.
2: If you're not doing it for like that aspect of it, yeah, I mean, a pair of knee, you know, three or five millimeter you know, knee compressions fantastic just for general longevity. I mean a lot of I mean, if if you've been doing if you've been participating in whatever different strength sports across CrossFit for a long period of time, getting that stuff is fantastic for just longevity and just like keeping you
1: keeping you in it. Keeping you in the uh, sport. Keeping you to grind on a regular basis. Or if you're
2: just training and just for like whatever a little extra safety, that's fine. I mean, I just don't. I <laughs> I hate new lifters, whatever CrossFitters.
1: They're like, bro, let me get all this gear.
2: I need to get all this fucking gear. Like, you better have a damn. Like, if you if you haven't been lifting for, you know, two nah, or three you don't years, really need and it. you want to get all this stuff. You better have a damn good reason. Like, oh, I want to get a belt because. Oh, I want to get, you know, whatever because it's like, mm-hmm. shoes. Yes, I right. like to sell shoes, <laughs> but right. like, you don't need all
1: this no ridiculous fancy stuff. I honestly envy the weightlifters that are incredibly strong that literally don't have any gear whatsoever. So classic example of this that comes to mind when I think about it is Clarence Kennedy. The guy basically mm-hmm. wears nothing. No, he wears absolutely yeah, knee, nothing. He, I, mean, he's I think
2: I've seen him with some knee, knee, some sort of ace bandage-ish knee wraps before. Really. I've I have never seen. seen a,
1: I've never seen a video of him wearing. I could be completely mistaken, but I. He typically I wears nothing, but the guy is just an overall beast, too.
2: Yeah, I mean that's just also his preference, whether it's purposeful or not. You know, whatever. Um, yeah, that's correct. Freak, right? Let's talk about genetic. Half a percent of people that have preferences on that
1: shit, right? Let's do it. Genetic people. Well, I know for example, some people are just genetically predisposed to I mean better at certain movements like than others. Some people are born with speed when it comes to weightlifting to move really fast. Some people just have a lot of brute strength, you know? And honestly, if you don't have if you're not fast and you're not agile and you don't have good motor control So if you're not athletic. Then maybe weightlifting isn't call it what
2: it is. If you're not athletic.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah, dumb it down. If you're not athletic, weightlifting is actually, I've read it's one of the most athletic movements. Weightlifting that you can is do. an
2: athletic movement.
1: Oh, very, it is. Weight,
2: weightlifting is an athletic movement. That's funny. You're
1: funny. Um, you mean like? It's a super athletic movement. You got to be super agile and fast. Uh,
2: sorry, I'm I'm busting your balls and you didn't catch it. But yes, I mean doing snatchers. Gullible man, I missed things. I mean, re- I mean realistically, what are you doing in weightlifting? you're generating force and and changing In moving direction. at high
1: speeds. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're producing force and changing direction all the time. That's what you're doing. That's, I mean, that's as simple as it is. If you're not yeah. athletic is generating force and changing direction at a, a, relatively quick rate. Is that going to be hard? Yes, absolutely. If you're not athletic is weightlifting, practicing variations and whatnot going to increase that? Yes, absolutely. I mean,
1: yes. Interesting. What is? Just, I never thought of it that way. And you can almost relate it to if you're changing directions. I mean, how many different sports can you do that require a high level of athleticism where you're always changing direction? Football. What you mean producing force and changing direction? I mean, yeah, football, sport, baseball, I mean, everything.
2: Sports, any, any field basketball. Sport, yeah. Any field sport, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're. I mean, what well, basketball, soccer. You're running. You're cutting right? That's generating force, changing direction. You're doing the same. It's in a bunch of different sports. It's just being, it's just called being athletic. Yeah. I don't think you do it in darts. No. Or swimming.
1: I feel like people, but do you, would you agree that you feel like people that have, or they have general better motor coordination are kind of have a better chance of succeeding in the sport Um, obviously yeah Yeah, because you're you're changing direction yeah
2: if you're talking about the sport that was a a very
1: obvious statement
2: yeah no shit yeah you're gonna be yeah of course
1: well so how is so then let's talk about this how does power how is powerlifting any different you know obviously you're not changing direction it's just
2: yeah of course you are you sit
1: with a squat and you change direction oh true very true. But right. why is it why is it easier to stretch, do the sk- same thing. Why is it easier to do as just gonna sound stupid, but why yeah. it's just not as complicated as a movement as, you know, a clean jerk, because a clean jerk has more movements. So therefore a movement that has more movement the motor
2: you're talking about the motor pattern itself.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. If you get into like look, first of all I think I mean uh yeah, powerlifting super technical. Is it as technical motor pattern recruitment, whatever you want to call it wise, as like a snatch? No, but it's still you, – you squat with a fucking 135-pound bar, right?
1: Yeah. And then you squat 800 pounds.
2: <laughs> it's still technical <laughs> as fuck.
1: Yeah, very true because then it's like if you're – It's even more technical. Yeah, because if you, you move go. out of position with that much That's weight correct. on your back – that's paramount to oh that's yeah. gonna
2: suck it's still technical you're gonna die it, you're gonna break It's all technical is it as technical no but is it technical absolutely squatting super technical so I guess actually especially, especially good squatting is good squatting but good squatting from a squatter for that squats a thousand pounds is different than good squatting for a weightlifter that squats 600 pounds there's, you know, like, this squat's going to look different. It's going to be different. It is different. But there's someone that squats a 1,000 pounds is going to have a lot more attention to detail and tell you how to squat than someone that squats 500 pounds. I hear you. There's going to be a little bit, the, the small detail is going to be a lot more apparent.
1: That's good insight. I didn't even I didn't really think about it that way. It's cool.
2: I'm well, a student. You, you squat to get stronger, and you squat as, as the sport. In weightlifting, you squat to make snatching clean and jerk better. Yep. You know, squat is an accessory in weightlifting, whereas squat and powerlifting is part of the sport. So there's a lot more attention to detail that you can put into squatting. But either way, good squatting is good squatting.
1: Absolutely. If
2: you squat correctly for weightlifting, you're going to spend less time spinning your wheels. Right. So to speak. I have gotcha. that personally the hard way.
1: Yeah. No, we I feel like we all have at one point or another. Yeah. I've had my share of ups and downs, but you learn from it for sure. I feel like without those ups and downs, you know, You don't ever get to... You figure out... You Basically, you learn how to train more individually, like, kind of through injuries. You know, I'm going on almost a year straight of consistent training, but I also know when to back it off. Like, the other day, my knee was bothering me, and I didn't go to do my session today because I know if I did, it probably wouldn't be good, so I'm pushing it off for tomorrow, but I'm still going to get in my five training sessions this week it's just picking when to train and when not to train and obviously knowing when to push it when not to push it Mm -hmm. because if you if you try and push an injury you get injured you lose a lot of time that you could be spent that could be spent you know consistently training because and that's what's what that's what matters so a good or bad session you're still putting you're still putting uh accumulating volume no matter what
2: right and uh, that's why you know uh i'm a fan of any program i'm a fan of people following programs but everyone needs to understand you just need to daily here's 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 dollar words or whatever phrase daily undulating periodization because uh if you've been training for like this is the thing like if you've been training for 10 years you need to understand exactly what you were talking about when to push when to back off if something feels good you know what it's okay to break away from it if something's not feeling good and you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole like if you're close to competition and you're kind of smart okay go for it but if you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole constantly and you're trying to go above and beyond your program what you're supposed to be doing it eliminates that consistency all a program does is gives one a roadmap consistency over a long duration of time and as you've learned the hard way Yep. when you deviate from a program you increase the likelihood of other variables happening to you where if you just followed something it's it keeps you on track now the downside of following a program a hundred percent of the time is there are opportunities
1: that you miss out on yeah
2: to break away and do something better right but that in the long term is much smaller than just being consistent i'm I'm trying to think of all the times that i've personally pr'd or gone for personal records or broke away from my program right i they're exciting they're fantastic and it's like i'm glad i did that right but over the course of a long period of time i wish i was more consistent following something because like where 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 would one be at if they were more consistent? Like that's all it's about, it's being consistent. Eliminating variables, eliminating outside variables to make training better and more consistent. Like that's the name of the game for long term. And if you're always concerned about hitting a PR or going above and beyond, there is a time and a place for that. It's competition most of the time. And if you're doing that on like an in gym basis, it's like, Oh great, I PR'd my clean by ten pounds in the gym great cool mental confidence booster but wh- what does that actually fucking do what does that actually mean so you mean so someone needs mental confidence before they do it on the platform okay so you're a fucking pussy then yeah but like if you can't take the competition day and knowing that you can do better that day and that you show up with 110 percent of your game you need that little PR you did three months ago to reassure what you can do on the platform. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're not a competitor. You are just someone that competes at that point.
1: Exactly. And that's
2: a big difference that everyone can compete, but not everyone is a competitor. Okay. Whether you're in power, lift, any fucking strengths for it. You show up on competition day with a hundred percent intention and focus on what you're doing. If you walk up on the competition platform and you're thinking about, I've never done this before. This is gonna be hard. I don't know if I can do it. (laughs) Yeah. You fucking lost a battle before it's even started, my friend.
1: Yes. I love it. Okay. Well dude, we're going on over forty minutes here. This is a very good conversation yeah it was good but i have to my battery on my recorder is actually almost dead and i gotta get to dinner at my sister's here but (laughs) (laughs) it was really dude this was really good and we're gonna do more of these hopefully we can reel ryan in for wednesday 8 30 i haven't gotten like a confirmation back from him on that but Mm -hmm. that'll be in the works and i don't know is there anything else you want to add real fast shout out to anyone <clears throat> no, not off the top of my head um, Alright, well shout out to the future weightlifting meet then Let's make it happen, baby
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: That's gonna be dope That'd be so much fun I'm pretty excited I just wanna get a mic at that meet And just go bananas on it While I'm competing That'd be cool
2: <laughs> Do what I did
1: <laughs> Literally <laughs> No, you would say some weird. I'm going to say, I'd say, I say weird shit in general. All right, brother. Well, I'll let you go. All right. Thanks for doing this as always. This is Mm -hmm. fun. And um, have a good night. Sleep tight. Night kiss out. Yeah. Yeah. Told you we'd
0: be back. Told you we'd be back. Welcome to
3: hell, welcome to
0: hell. There's a switch, I flip, emotions cut off. So cold, man, I don't froze my butt off. And it's not even the tip of the iceberg, gets like squirting a squirt gun in the ocean, fuck off. Other words, I ain't put a take in the game compared to the damage I get to do. As long as you still have feelings to hurt, I'll be around as long as you let me get to you. As long as I got two balls to palm, I'll be to palm you just to pass along. Get scared, a little piss chance and see if I don't come along and stomp your phone. Thunder and lightning, rain, hell, sleep. with a tornado's a kind of rainstorm my kids. So when wind starts calling shit, talk about going in, going insane's more like it. Wizard up when he spits hazardous with it like a disastrous blizzard So you better listen quick, fast, I miss it Yeah, go ahead, little brick bastard Diss it, but when you get hit with a sick ass Explicit flow, don't ask how much of his passion is if it That goes in it, just know that All he knows is dick It's better to kick ass than kiss it Dick dastling of audacity Mental capacity unmasked It has to be stopped but I can't, people Man, I can't just keep doing them like that Oh, no want to
3: rap with me yeah. Except one, you ask who is it? Guess who just came through the blast, you bitches With the ratchet, the book of you A book of matches like in them under white linen You about to have to admit it They pass you the mic, ask you spin it And you got handed your own ass, you Ass in your own hands. I'm sure they gon' laugh when you go into the bathroom with it Now with what would you come against us? Better be something with a big foot better greed Easily these are the reasons that we need to be in y'all Each region breeds them MCs that wanna be the means That they wanna breathe our air with these ideas Anybody thinking the game don't need the bad in the evil regime That's like saying that the bad
0: boy Piston team didn't need Isaiah Sit, piss, and bleed, this is a different breed of MCs I swear, better beware, there's too much at stake And to find someone this raw on a beat is rare You kiss my ass Ain't shit stains I'm underwear That I don't even this gotta be no fair, It's like hitting the lottery, oh yeah who you know
3: how that it gotta be no pair, Shotty, that I gotta love out of me, your oh Classic smash and smothering, reading and weeping, perhaps you will have no In Fact you seeing me in this rapping, it's like Santeela, tequila, can sing like Jasmine
0: Sullivan yeah. Back to bash and skull again, push a bitch out the ass until i get the fuck out of
3: Dodge
0: Shouldn't have to explain my metaphors, you has been the duller than Color books and ain't colored in, second and third, fourth win, got another win Here they come again, none other than bad and evil, also known as the dominant, summer bin. It's been a long time, but I bet that neither one of us have felt sicker than we do right now When we only get ill it with time Me and they go fucking shit up on the dime She's telling us to pipe dance, like talking to a meth head Bruce with us on his deathbed Last breath with an infection Fighting it while he's watching Internet porn About to meet his death With an erection My God What I mean is David Carradine, Jack jacking his penis In front of his tripod Choking his own neck What part i do get I'm saying I die hard listening
3: to my bars, nothing put the F-I-R-E, coming out your iPod, we, come up in a place, chicks hit, start spinning like motherfucking white walls, got your motherfucking eyeballs while we, fuck each other, we, we, punch each other in the eyeballs, and I never say I'm sorry, the 5-9 and the fire so we, split within an intensity to shut shit down, in the industry, two different entities with a propensity, to put these nu up inside of your fucking, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, oh shit, stop it, stop it, yo, stop it. welcome to the CD, welcome to the CD.